Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Yankees podcast for Friday, May 28th. The Yankees' winning streak came to an end this week, and they suffered a bunch of injuries. They lost a couple of straight to Toronto, won the series finale, back end of the doubleheader. They're in Detroit for a weekend series against the Tigers team. It's still pretty bad, but maybe not as bad as when they were uh, a couple of weeks ago at Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees blew through them there. Uh, but let's get to some of the injury things and where it leaves the Yankees. It was a bad week for the Yankees with it on the injury front, losing both Corey Kluber and Luke Voigt, and not just minor injuries. These are probably pretty significant, um, and exactly when they'll be back and how much they have to give you, not really known, and that's a hard thing. And the timeline of this is really difficult for the Yankees because – of how long they'll miss and how close it is to the trade deadline before you know whether or not they will be players for you or how how much they can play for you. Uh, there's a there's a, a lot going on here, and the Yankees have to figure it out because they have a window here to win a championship, and they have players who are playing at a championship level right now. Not a lot of them, but some important ones. I'll tell you about that in a second. First of all, Corey Kluber, the shoulder injury that he suffered in his you know, first start back from the no-hitter. We talked about the no-hitter. What a phenomenal performance that was. Following it up with a game where seemed to struggle a little bit, came out after three innings, and then you find out about the shoulder injury. Um, this is going to knock him out at least two months. You're at the end of May. The trade deadline is at the end of July. So if you think you need pitching, you don't have a lot of time to figure out if Corey Kluber is going to be part of this answer. And Luis Severino still working his way back from Tommy John. All signs are good there, but the Mets' Noah Syndergaard suffered a setback in his comeback from Tommy John. He was a little more aggressive in his timetable than Severino. Every pitcher is different. Every arm is different. Every rehab and recovery is different. How you feel coming back after each turn is different for everybody. So as much as you look forward to the certainty of Luis Severino, there's still a pretty wide gap when you think about the full effectiveness. They say 12 to 18 months for recovery from Tommy John. And most pitchers will tell you the offseason after that where you're not doing rehab anymore is even more important. So where Severino falls in there is really hard to figure too. You just hope that he's you know able to go in the second half of the season and has enough stamina to make it through, and you know, just as important, 
you know, bringing you the A stuff him that makes him a number one type of pitcher. So um, you've got a lot riding on Luis Severino right there and wondering if he's going to be a part of this for you. So while the Yankees certainly hope that Kluber and Severino are part of this in, say, August and September, there are no guarantees here. And the pitching depth is, you know, it's going to be stretched a little thin. Davey Garcia is going to get a spot uh, to start here. Michael King is going to be a part of this. But if you're a team that has championship aspirations, you might want a little more certainty and go after some starting pitching, right? But I don't think that's the Yankees' biggest need right now, biggest priority. It's probably outfield help. The injury to Aaron Hicks you knew was going to be a long-term thing, but now you're absolutely certain that he's out for the season. And uh, again, kind of along the lines of with Kluber, even when he came back, and and Voight, you're not really sure what you're getting for how long. So it would be something you'd have to address right here. And that's what the Yankees have to do here. Um, I, you know, think about it with the idea of in 2005 or 2006, the, uh, the Yankees had injuries to both Gary Sheffield and Hideki Matsui. They needed to get Bobby Abreu. And by the end of the season, everybody was healthy. They had to kind of figure out the playing time and it wasn't an easy puzzle to put together, but you needed to make sure you were covered. And that's what they did. Uh, and when the guys came back, you tried to figure it out. That's kind of what the Yankees have to do right now. With you know, Outfield is less murky because you know Hicks is gone for the year. But they have underperformance from Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier. You're a third of the way through the season now. And you really need the depth because you know you've already experienced a minor injury with Stanton. You know what Aaron Judge's history is. The Yankees need some outfield depth here, and Esteban Florial isn't the answer yet. Maybe he will be at some point. He's not right now. Uh, he was hitting 203 in the minors before getting called up and playing in the second game of the doubleheader. And the only reason he got called up is because of the doubleheader. He's an exciting prospect. He's had potential. You've heard his name for years, but the problem is he hasn't progressed because of some injuries, and last year, none of the minor leagues played. So while you think you've been hearing him for years and he should be knocking on the door in the big leagues right now, the reality is he hasn't even spent an entire month above A ball. So the reps he needs to play, he's shown a lot of promise with the power um, and a lot of other tools, but trying to get him to have some level of success in the minor leagues for some extended period of time, even a month before you bring him up to the big leagues is really what you need to see right there. Uh, and, and the idea of, well, he can't be any worse than what you're throwing out there now. That's the worst argument you can possibly make. It is not a, a an argument you make that it can't be any worse because you know what? Yes, it can be. You know, you've got major league hitters who are hitting 200 against major league pitching. Estevan Florial is a minor league player who's hitting 200 against minor league pitching. And that is the big difference, okay? Um, yes, he can be a lot worse. And if, you know, you're, you're risking a lot by exposing a kid like that when he's not ready. It takes a, uh, takes a toll. Uh, and it can really uh, hit a kid's confidence like that. So you're trying to build confidence right now. The best way to do that is to have success at the minor league level and then bring him up. He's going to struggle at the big league level at some point, absolutely. But to do it here when he hasn't experienced a great deal of success yet at any level, well, that's you know that's really not a great move to make. So the best thing for Florial is to get regular time at the minor league level and hope it leads to some success. And maybe he becomes a part of this by the end of the year. But the Yankees need an outfielder. 
They do need somebody who can play center field. Their outfield defense is atrocious when Gardner's in center and Frazier and Duhar are in left. Frazier's made some really nice spectacular plays. Overall, he doesn't rank very highly still, um, but he has improved from where he was a couple of years ago. And Duhar, uh, still new to the position, has made mistakes. The Yankees are not a good defensive outfield right now, uh, and that and the uh, underperformance on the offensive side, you really need outfield help. To me, that's the first hole the Yankees have to fill. You've got some time to deal with pitching, and you've got some time to deal with first base, given the idea of D.J. LeMahieu able to slide over there once in a while. And maybe that's the solution. I do like the improvements Glaber Torres has made, and he has stabilized at shortstop. I'm still not sure if he's better long-term answer than, say, uh, Trevor Story or Corey Seager, but you have time to make that decision now because you have other needs. Um, and what, now, now what you could do, Andrelton Simmons with the Twins, good glove, not a big bat. You could slide him at shortstop to improve your defense, move Torres over to second, and LeMahieu becomes your first baseman with Voigt down. That's an easy move to make, too. Might not be ideal, um, but first base is something you have to try to solve, and that's another way to solve it by shifting and getting a shortstop. Uh, although I, I, w- I will admit that Torres has played much better at shortstop, much more confident, and, it, and you, know, you should have much more confidence in him playing shortstop and watching him play at that level right now. Um, it's just a matter of, is he the long-term answer? That, that can now be a question for the offseason, probably. I would still put it on the front burner for the Yankees if they didn't have all these other issues to deal with because they have a team that is capable of winning a championship when you look at the people who are performing at an elite level. And that's Garrett Cole, that's Aaron Judge, that's Aroldis Chapman. Those three guys are... Ultra important. You have a number one starter, a uh, middle-of-the-order slugger, and a closer all performing at the top of their game. You cannot waste that. And remember, Garrett Cole right now in year two of his contract, I mean, this is when you should be primed to try to win a World Series. And you might have to go over the top to do it. So as you find a need for a starting pitcher, a first baseman, or an outfielder, you, know, you might have to throw away that idea of staying under the luxury tax. Um, and I don't know how committed Hal Steinbrenner will be to that when he sees what he needs in order to push this team over the top. Is he going to be committed to fully doing this? Because if he's not, then you're talking about making the payroll an issue as you try to improve the team. And when you've been hit with some issues here, you still have a championship caliber team you know, you've got to ask yourself, if you're Hal Steinbrenner, how much more am I willing to go? Am I willing to go over the tax threshold in order to take advantage of what are award-winning level seasons for Cole and Judge and Chapman? Um, and that's something that's going to take the next couple of months to try to figure out here. But the Yankees do have issues and priorities. If I'm If I'm lining up the priorities in order... I'm actually starting with outfielder because I need to stabilize that first. Then I will go starting pitcher and then first base because I do have some internal options, like I said, and, and they're not great, but if I slide LeMahieu over and I, you know, playing some combination of Odor and Tyler Wade at second base, 
Well, I can live with that for a little while, but a lot of that's also contingent on DJ LeMahieu starting to hit like DJ LeMahieu. And you've seen it maybe a couple of times, seen some multi-hit games, you saw the 1-2 home run game, but the power, ability to drive the ball, drive the ball to right center at Yankee Stadium, take advantage of this. And, I mean, he hit at Yankee Stadium the last two years like it was Coors Field. That's how good he was. That's the DJ LeMahieu you need to see. And while he might defensively help you solve a problem at first base, if he's not starting to hit like DJ LeMahieu, it doesn't solve your overall team problem. So this is really, you know, a third of the way into the season. The questions are starting to pile up really in the last couple of weeks here because of where you are with the injury situation. But the Yankees do have a team that is capable of being better than this. And they have some stars right now who are really performing and they need to push themselves over the top. Can they? Are they willing to? What happens when Kluber and Voigt return? Worry about that when they return. Uh, You have a team right now that is going to, and next week is going to be one that says a lot because they've got a four-game series with Tampa Bay and a three-game series with Boston at home. A chance to really make some noise and make a statement and uh, bring the offense back to life. And you know, pitchers lined up. You've got your best starters lined up to throw against Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be a big week to make a statement, head into June, realize where your shortcomings are, and try to figure out how to address them. Because you're, you're going to want to take advantage of a window when you see Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, and Aroldis Chapman playing the way they are. You don't want to waste it. Made that same statement to you a week ago. I'll probably make it again over the course of the next two months as we get closer to the trade deadline and you see where the Yankees are. want to remind you to keep coming back here to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. You'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports delivered to you weekly, a couple times a week actually. And uh, make sure you listen on the radio on WFAN to listen for our reports. Also subscribe to the 30 with Murdy podcast at Odyssey and Apple Podcasts. And uh, get your fill. Probably a lot of driving for everybody as you're riding around on a holiday weekend. And uh, just download them all and and uh, get your fill. Baseball is in full swing. We're at almost at the one-third point of the season now. And it's going to start to get serious. And next week it gets real serious with the Rays and Red Sox coming to Yankee Stadium. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Sweeney Murdy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 